0: Welcome to our next adventure with Kemology411, a podcast about anything and everything. Kim and her guests will take you behind the scenes, behind the story, or behind the bar. So sent back. Make sure your seat belt is fastened, tray table in its upright position, all carry-ons stored under the seats. But for this adventure, electronic devices must remain on. As we are ready to take off on our next adventure, Introducing Kim Schultz and Chemology 411
1: Welcome to episode 14. Tonight we're talking about tips on starting a new business. I am Kim Schultz and I am your adventure coordinator for this show. Let's say hi to my co-host Tyson Harley. Hey Tyson. Hey, how's it going, Kim? Oh, it's doing. It's 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 going. It's going well. We are in the new year of 2020. When people are listening to this, now the
0: time. It, so yes, we are time yeah. traveling right yes, now. Yes, we
1: are time traveling. So
0: we have not flipped the year just yet. No. Where we are right now. Right. But yet we are speaking to you in, in
1: 2020.
0: I remember back when it um, was like, oh, when when the 21st century hits, that'll be so cool. And then it's like a whole fifth of a century. Past
1: yeah, the, it's like, you know, boom. Crazy. I mean, Y2K, we didn't die. Now it's 2020, which we is kind of a cool. We were able to switch
0: the numbers after all. Right, we were. It's crazy. <laughs> that was still... a big deal for about fourteen months. So is it gonna work? Is it gonna work? I, a lot of IT contractors made a lot of money in that year. Oh,
1: yeah. And I yeah, think
0: yeah, some yeah, of them yeah. did good work, and other ones probably just made good money because it oh, wasn't that yeah. hard.
1: <laughs> yeah. and and the bottled water people made a lot of good money too, because people had storage of water, because evidently we weren't yeah. gonna have water the or something. Systems
0: might go down. Everything was of the going down, but so with this is going to be an interesting one i i said that i didn't uh, didn't research it per se cuz i would just play the sounding board right. and the and the um curious but layperson audience member here right so and this is my this is
1: my specialty this is one of my jobs so anyway
0: oh can we do that one thing
1: yeah i think we can i mean okay, it so was usually we, we had was... like we we had such so many people that contacted <laughs> us, and they were just like, "We love it."
0: Yeah, that's not true because we <laughs> the other magic, of magic of magic of podcasts. It. <laughs> we haven't haven't taken any time between recording. Right, and exactly. Time.
1: We're still anyway. the same night, but I'm sure when they hear this, they're gonna love when it. When we
0: come to Tyson, <laughs> the first thing we do is like, "Hey, Tyson, what's up?" And then I'm like, "Okay, we should call that Tyson's Quick Hits." You know, like Mike Tyson. Yeah. I'm going to eat your children. <laughs> still, There's some still. famous quote eat, from Mike Tyson where he's trying. This is after he's bitten off Evander's uh, ear. ear and Evander still kicked his butt. And he's like, man, some of these guys are bigger. They're not scared of me anymore. Right. So then he started getting crazy. Instead of just being a good boxer, he had to, like, try to scare him. Right. And he said he was going to eat somebody's children. <laughs> I can't remember if he beat the guy or not. Probably not.
1: Probably not. Uh, so
0: anyway, that's that's where that comes from. Maybe we'll build a liner around it. But anyway, yes. so this is Tyson's quick hits. So before we get to the main topic, just a few things. One is that, um, oh, jeez, what was it? Oh, when I was outside the studio, mm-hmm. you are not very far from an airport that does have a small military component. Did
1: you hear that? Was oh that, my gosh! Was that, like when you went outside to put that stuff in the car. Did you hear it in here? Yeah, I was like,
0: they must be doing. They must have been yeah. doing some. There's two things it could be. Really low flyovers, but I didn't see anything. But it's kind of overcast. And then, too, what it reminded me of. I worked in um, in aviation back in the military, and we would do what you call full uh, full power tests. So an engine that was full power. An engine would be sitting on the ground, and you'd just be anchored. If it was in mm-hmm. the actual. Airplane itself would just be anchored. You need to just sometimes test these at full power once in a while. And you can, they're really, really loud. And it made yeah. me think they might be doing like a full power engine test out right. there uh, where the military component is at the, uh, the, the airfield nearby. They were, they, and it that's was the second loud. That was
1: the second time I've heard it because the first time. I thought I heard before it Before you were here too. and I was like.
0: "What? Something is that? Like that
1: is a big car out there. Like that's loud. And then when you went outside, it was like so loud i thought okay that's that's at forbes field we have the um 190th refueling out there
0: so there's some and so big planes we've
1: got big planes out the there Cape so or
0: 135 or and they whatever.
1: fly all the time so, so i
0: wondered if you'd heard that oh yeah i and did And then the other thing was that i heard in the radio this is <laughs> some some commercial trying to trying to get you to to buy things and they go I just love their terminology because I'm fascinated with words and terminology and the way people try to slant things and go, if you've got a credit bump... If you got a bump in your car, I'm like, oh, good. a bump? A bump? <laughs> just, just a little like bump. A little, just a little bump. <laughs> <laughs> little bump. Boop, a little bump. Boop, boop, boop. Good credit. Boop. <laughs> so I just love how they're like, no, it'll be no problem. No. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, oh, you don't have your car anymore because you made zero payments in 24 months? That's just a credit bump. It's <laughs> 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 just a bump. Anyway, I just thought... It was a, a fairly local commercial. It may have been a Kansas City one. That's I just, hilarious. I, I like that. They're, they're, oh, don't worry. Just come on in. And then it'll be like, no, dude. Yeah, no. Not even close. That's not a bump. It's like a mountain. Yeah, I was going
1: to say, that's the mountain.
0: <laughs> so that was quick hit number two. <laughs>
1: he he punch. He, he literally was punching. We should videotape this because
0: you're a dork. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your support. And then um, a few episodes ago now, or is it that we split it into two? So it's only two episodes ago. We talked about positivity. Mm -hmm. And part of that component was don't be fake about it. But also even the power of the smile and then even the positivity of at least trying to get yourself not to be in the rut of negativity. Right. Despite what the situation is around you. That's Try epic. to get out of that habit. And to that end, I was watching, well, not really to that end. I just happened to understood understand that it overlapped. And it, I thought you guys might be interested in this. I watch Netflix, but I really, I, I've given them a lot of money over the years, considering sometimes I won't open up the thing for two months.
1: I, and, I, I and use it. And then I'll
0: binge, then I'll yeah. binge, and then, so one of the things that I've binged on, like, you know, like 300, 400 million other people across the planet, if not a billion, is, is Walking Dead. So, but then you binge on it, you gotta wait on Netflix if you don't have AMC, which usually I've never had. And you gotta wait. And so finally I get to season eight. And I, I King Ezekiel, if you know that, we we looked it up prior to this. And season eight, episode four, just go Google King Ezekiel, Walking Dead, and Yet I Smile. And it's a really cool, I would say almost like a brave heart. Like some of those right. great let's go speeches. It was pretty An silent.
1: Inspirational go to war. It was a very good speech
0: yeah so look up that and I just liked I, I the overlap of you know what uh, how we, we even said you know smiling has its own physiological effects it's crazy but it really does and if you haven't listened to the episode I or actually those two because we split it into two I believe
1: it was episode 12
0: so if go listen to those because I think it's it's one of our better ones so far. But uh, I just found that to be an interesting overlap. This King Ezekiel, and yet it was really good. It
1: it was really good because actually, that's kind of my mentality: is I smile all the time, and and that gets me through different things. It's not a fake smile; it's an actual, real smile because I just do believe that if someone's feeling down and I smile, maybe it's going to make them feel better. So yeah, so
0: that's 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 the last. I don't know why that Tyson <laughs> know, Quick Hit turned into a small, a small bomb. <laughs> Not sure, what happened it's, there?
1: It's just the we, we
0: got some production value to work with. Exactly,
1: exactly. After all, it was all, its all new. We but that's the end of it. Quick
0: Hits. Quick. Oh, he fell down! One, two, <laughs> two. ten—he's out. You win. I don't know. We'll think of something. <laughs> now wonder our main stuff.
1: <laughs> disregard, disregard him <laughs> eating his chips, his snack. As we know, this every time he comes, this is how much rapport
0: in. we have. Eating in the Just middle.
1: eat it. Just eat. Just eat it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Eat it. <laughs>
0: Kettle chips are on sale.
1: <laughs> Not anymore. I've been here for a
0: while. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So um, everyone knows that I do many different businesses. And I've been an accountant for over 20 years, working with small businesses, um, doing a lot of contract work, and people hire me to come in all over the United States to clean up messes, set up businesses on the accounting side. And just recently, within the last two or three years, uh, a lot of people have been wanting to open up businesses, and I have taken on a side gig To my accounting and it is basically business development so I meet with people all the time who are thinking about opening up a business so if you are you just have to get a hold of me and we fill out some paperwork and I ask you some questions we have an interview we meet Uh, the first thing we make sure is that our personalities match Um, and we're going to go through some of the steps that I would go through with you to open a small business Now, this is not everything that you need to know because then there'd be no reason for me to be in existence, but you do need people to help.
0: Don't ever say that.
1: (laughs) So anyway, the first thing when you're starting up a a business is um, there's different types of business that that you would want to do. And remember, we're just doing small businesses. I'm not doing a big business. I'm doing a little retail shop, maybe a restaurant um, or, Um, I've got a guy that's actual axe throwing. That's one. I've got a car. I've got a moving company. I've got an automotive company.
0: So services, entertainment. something, yeah. Solo practitioners that are entertainers and or small. Yeah,
1: just smaller people. And those are either sole proprietors or they are partnerships. Um, So we're going to go over. That's the first thing, and that's the most important thing that you need to think about. Because... um, you need to be in the right category and you need to know what you need to be. So a lot of the people that do like the MLMs, they normally just have a sole proprietor schedule uh, schedule c on their tax return
0: multi level marketer what do you Yeah, it's... that's
1: a multi level marketer. The MLM's because they're working for Avon or they're working for Tupperware or something like that. They don't get they don't need to go out and get an LLC or an S corp or anything like that. They're just a basically a sole proprietor. A lot so you of
0: people said they do a what?
1: They do a schedule C. Okay. And that's just on your tax return. All right? Um, oh, and you fill okay. it out. It's just the business income tax. So you put your income, your expenses, and whatever's left on there is going to go over on your 1040. You're not
0: incorporating or any of those related no, things. You're just no, simply you're uh, just filing it a different way. Correct.
1: So maybe you go out and you mow lawns, and it's just you, and you're going to go out and um, mow some neighbors' lawns, and you really you go out and you just you don't have any employees. It's just you. You work a full time job, but you really you're supposed to legally claim this income less the expenses, you could just fill out a sole proprietor, if that's what you did, that's what you would do. Okay, so it used to just be uh, the sole proprietor, then it would be an S corp, and then it'd be a corporation and kind of stuff like that. And a while back, and it's been years, they came up with um, the limited liability corporation. Or company, and what basically that does is, it is a simple way. You don't have to have a board, you don't have to have all the shares that you have to have as a corporation, and it protects you from being sued to losing your personal right. property. So, so, let's-
0: so you're getting the uh, that benefit of the corporation, right? But Literally, in that more limited way, right? That doesn't require those the other the more traditional or I don't know if it was standard uh, version of corporation, it, it's it's a smaller version of it, it's limited. right? Okay, and because and you, I've always heard, even just in business classes, that that's one of the chief things about any corporation is that lack of personal liability,
1: right? And you okay. you never know it's going to go on. So, let's say that you are mowing lawns and you go and you mow over top of her prize winning uh roses and she comes after you and says those roses I make $25,000 on those roses I'm going to sue you and you're just a you're just a sole proprietor and they come after you and 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 you and, and, have you, and right. you have no you don't have the right stuff she could take the car they could lean put the lien on the house they could do all that kind of stuff to it
0: and versus s corp We'll, we'll what, get to what, that. What benefit? Okay,
1: that's different. We're gonna we'll keep with the LLC. So the LLC can be an, a um, a sole proprietor LLC, which basically you still file on a Schedule uh, C. You do not have to file a corporate return for an individual LLC. You still get the same coverage. So like my company, Creatively Bold, is an LLC and it's a sole proprietor. So I don't have to fill out the 1065, which is actually a business return for partnerships. All right. So that saves you money there. So in the state of Kansas, you go to the secretary of state and you register your business and currently, due to the new Secretary of State, they've added some fees, so it's like $166. You basically takes you a few minutes to do. Now- You're
0: talking even for the sole proprietor.
1: For the LLC. Yeah, LLC yeah. is the same. It doesn't matter what you're doing. To get the LLC, okay. you have to pay. Um, and then we have um, annual, we have to pay like $50 or something annually to renew it. If you're in like Missouri, that's different it's a different cost to do it i don't think there's an annual fee to keep it and so each state is different you contact your secretary of state and they're going to be the one that's going to help you your name the name out there has to not be taken um, and that registers it in your
0: state and then also as i would understand as i understand I, i believe those those types of fees and or annual renewal fees very huge. Yep. Oh my states. gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Some of them could be free, some of them could be a lot more. That it just depends on it depends on your state. Mm-hmm. All right? So you <laughs> so some people will go to a professional and have them fill it out for them and that's perfectly fine, but if if you go to someone and um, in the state of Kansas, and they're wanting to charge you hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a sole proprietor LLC, then you might want to call me because you can do it in five minutes um, in the state of Kansas. I don't do other states LLCs, but I can. I can figure out. it's. I can figure out anything. I can contact Secretary of State. If you feel uncomfortable about it, we can figure out how to get it done. I couldn't tell you um, but I know that it's not going to be very complicated to get an LLC. I just can't imagine um, being too complicated. But what you get into next is you've got an S-Corp. All right. So oh,
0: Can I have an intermediate question? Uh-huh. So when you said limited liability corporation and you said it could be as small as a sole proprietor, then what's that upper limit for the size?
1: It's, it could be a partnership.
0: Is it meaning it, it's only a couple or three people? Or? It could be
1: four or five people. It doesn't matter. It's the limited liability company or corporation or whatever they want to call it can be as many people as you put on it. Um, so I've got one that has three. So we've got, you know, they there's they have they divide it. The ownership of the company is one third, one third, one third. So you could have one fifth, one fifth, one fifth, one fifth if you want to. Um, that's, doesn't matter
0: okay so it when you're talking about this this set of uh, f- smaller businesses like you're trying to say as a context today mm-hmm. for the most part that should cover most of these scenarios you're talking about right okay right
1: so with an LLC, And and in the state of Kansas, and like I said, I'm not familiar with other states to be able to speak about it, and it's probably everywhere, but in the state of Kansas, an LLC, when you pay yourself on a payroll part, you don't have to pay unemployment because you can't get unemployment. You're not going to get unemployment on your own LLC. So... You can't, oh, I'm going to close my LLC and then I'm going to file for unemployment. Only your employees are going to get that. So you don't have to pay that tax when you're in the state of Kansas. And you don't even have to pay yourself a payroll check. You can just take what they call is a guaranteed payment, meaning... You might say, "I want to. I get twenty five percent of the profit. So at the end of the month, after I've calculated everything, and you've got, you know, twenty three thousand dollars, I take twenty five percent of that, and I'll write you a check."
0: In in essence, like. Uh, are you saying that for the owners or for any? Is not you're the saying owners. you're not the owner, so you're not getting quote paid, so you don't you don't have to pay unemployment.
1: Right, you're not paying unemployment. You're not on payroll. Right, you're not on payroll. You're the and you owner. don't have to be on payroll. So this is very important. You do not have to be on payroll at an LLC. You are you are liable to pay your own taxes on your money through your your own money. So you would have to set up estimated tax payments through the IRS, through the state, send in money quarterly because you're going to be paying money so on the profit of the business. You payroll, you're
0: saying therefore usually taxes are taking out of payroll, so you to come you're going to have to make up for that because usually they see that people are are, are putting in whatever once a 2 weeks or something. Right, right. So how long until they start going, uh, where's your stuff? Is it like immediately, like if you're not keeping no. up with it separately?
1: Well, you're paying all the employee stuff, so
0: well, that's nobody I mean.
1: cares. The employee stuff has to be paid, so you're paying that monthly. I mean, you're paying your your employees get paid, and you're paying your employee taxes monthly, quarterly, however however they biweekly, however that's set up. But your taxes have nothing to do with the business. It's not a deduction. It's coming out of your personal money. You have to go on and pay your own taxes. You cannot pay them at all, and at the end of the year, owe seven thousand dollars, and then they're just going to add on the penalties for late payment and all that stuff, and then you make your payment. So, you know, if you know that you're going to owe money at the end of the year, then you want to send in estimated payments, go on to EFTPS, set up your account and go on and make the $2,000 payment. So when you do your taxes, it's already there. Then there's no penalty, but the IRS isn't going to contact you and say, "Hey, we haven't got any payment from you," because they really don't know what's going on. You might have a loss this year, and so then you don't owe any taxes.
0: But if your numbers show later, there is a delay that's less that causes a penalty mm-hmm. that's less than a year. Is yeah, that what you're saying. Yeah,
1: because everything is in the tax year, so when you file your taxes and whatever you owe. There's, there's a whole calculation that says, well, you owe this and anything over this, you're going to have to pay a penalty because you should have had an estimated payment. It's the same way with, if you went on your paycheck and you said, I want to go exempt. And so they didn't take any federal taxes out. They took social security and Medicare out of your check. And then at the end of the year, you owed $3,500. They're going to say, and the penalty.
0: So the penalty. See, I didn't know that. There's
1: a late. There's a late penalty on it. Yes. So you have to. So God. they don't pay you interest on the money that they owe you, but they do penalize you for not paying, not paying the right you amount go. of taxes. As so you an SS go. is a
0: pay as you go, or exactly. you get penalized. Exactly. Or you could be
1: penalized. Yes.
0: Could be penalized.
1: Could be penalized because it might. You might have a loss and you don't owe any taxes.
0: But in it, But if you find out later that that you did, do they just kind of prorate it? Like Yeah, you there's can't percentages
1: it out. and all that that's stuff. Crazy. But the another then f-
0: you're getting, I, I'm sorry, I knew you wanted to get to S-Corp, but I, I, hope, no, no, I'm, no. I'm, I hope I'm asking relevant questions.
1: Well, here. no, and on the um, on the LLC part of it, also, when you're doing your taxes, uh, at the end of the year, the the amount of profit at the end on your Schedule C, that's what you're going to be paying your taxes on. Is that is that amount and the guaranteed payment is not a deduction off of that, so that's the tax amount and an S corp and an LLC their tax have different rates, a, a different ways that they do different things, um, and so and I don't go I'm not going into the rates I'm just trying to get into why people. What you want to do.
0: Why would you do S-Corp?
1: Okay, so what happens with an S-Corp is someone small goes to someone who doesn't believe in an LLC or just really knows about an S-Corp and just goes, Oh, no, we got to get you set up on an S-Corp. And they go do an S-Corp. but they don't realize is that an S-Corp, you have to have shares. You also have to pay yourself on payroll. And if you're starting up a brand new business...
0: it was more like a publicly traded
1: right company but it's but it's um it's small so it's not like a corporation. It's still it's still done oh, differently. It wouldn't have
0: to be public. It's just no. that someone has it's to have a, some percentage S, of ownership. Per, per, yes.
1: So it's like if you and I opened up an S-corp and I was 60% and you were 40%, you would have 40% of the shares and we would say to the secretary, we have a hundred shares, and then you have all this kind of stuff. And honestly, the small S-corps, they really don't follow all of the rules because a corporation has to have the shares, it has to have the board. It has to have the minutes. There's a lot more to it.
0: So when you said pay, so you're saying in this situation for the uh, payroll, they can't, they don't have the option to just throw an estimated money at whatever. Nope, they got to be on pay. do it on a regular the regular, right. just like if you if you were an employee.
1: Right. So when you're opening For up a owners. when you're opening up a business, yeah, the owners might not even be able to get paid, but requires that you are paid. And so a couple of my S corps that I've worked with that I've
0: So if you're not making money early, well, I guess in the end it wouldn't matter if you weren't making any money. Right. But as soon as you're making any kind of money, you'd have to have all that structure built in to be figuring that out.
1: Right. right. Well, and and so I have some businesses who, you know, they go through a hard time and they prefer, they prefer just to kind of like, just to do the draws. And so they just want to pull the thousand dollars out over here and then, but they're an S corp. And so when they go in, I'm like, you have to pay yourself. So if you, if you aren't going to be put on payroll and you're not going to even do payroll, You can't be an S-corp because S-corps have to have payroll. And so someone will come to me and they're just like, I need to get an S-corp. And I was like, okay, well, Well, are you going to do payroll? And
0: they were like. So you're saying a lot of times people hear the term or or someone that they know hears the term. They go, S-corp. But. That has some disadvantages. When when is it advantageous if you're aware of both? Well, Very often. It,
1: it has to do with tax But it has to do with tax benefits, it has to do with the type of business, and it has to do with your profits and all that kind of stuff. But my major thing is S Corps have to give you have to pay yourself as an S Corp owner. And a lot of people don't have that money. And you can always change and grow to an S Corp if you're just starting out. Um, I have people that when they've come to me, they just have to pay themselves and all they do is cash the checks and then redeposit the money because they don't have the money and they're trying to get out of the escort part of it. So it just depends on you you need when to you know say the pay structure. Yourself,
0: do you just mean some amount, or does it like fall into some kind of a wage or salary type guidelines?
1: It, it,
0: I just pay you. Pay, pay yourself, yourself something.
1: Yeah, you're supposed to pay yourself, On a and basis. you probably are supposed to be paying yourself, you know, something that's substantial. But like I've got some other people who did not know that that got this 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 S corp, and they just don't want to change it. So I said, just pay you a salary of twenty thousand dollars a year. I mean, just pay it because as long as you're paying it, what that does is an S Corp has to pay unemployment on the, to, on up to the maximum amount of money. And so if you get audited, they're going to come in and they're going to be like, where's your paychecks? And you're going to have to write a check for unemployment, even if you didn't pay yourself because they're going to, they're going to look at all your money and they're going to be like, but you withdrew $43,000 in your your in your dividend part, but you didn't pay unemployment on it, unemployment's gonna come back. And so it's really about unemployment. So as long as you pay yourself over the maximum amount, which I'm not exactly sure anymore, they keep changing that, the maximum amount of unemployment required by your state, then you're pretty good. Because it's all about paying the taxes. That's all they want is the tax money. All right. So the first thing is is figuring out what you are going to be, a sole proprietor, LLC, or an S-corp. And the other ones are just way too big. You're I.
0: saying sometimes then what's really logical, or maybe people are getting that, is that LLC might be your best start. And then later on, once you know you need or can or uh, need to do, it makes more sense because you're larger so it makes more sense for you to have to have payroll right. than S corp can make sense for other reasons. Correct, right? All right.
1: So you pick. So you're gonna pick one of one of those, and just and um, I was gonna say something else about S. Oh, so the LLC and the S corp protect you from your personal pro your personal property. All right, but it doesn't protect your personal property from taxes. There is nothing. That can keep from sales tax, withholding tax, employment tax,
0: for either any one. sort
1: of tax. Nobody has coverage. You you are personally liable on that, um, because that's just the government. The government can take whatever they want. So if you don't pay your taxes, they can come in and they can take your house. They can. Now they're probably not going to try to, but if you get that far down, you're not protected. You're 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 the government, the IRS can take whatever they want they don't they can just come in and say you know what we want your car and they're gonna sell your car so pay your taxes that's number one as being an accountant your taxes are gonna get paid that's what I do I've had a client before that said well we don't really pay the taxes on time I said then I don't do your accounting because I'm not going to deal with the IRS. I'm not going to deal with the state. The fees and the penalties are way too high. I'd rather you get a credit card and pay low interest than have to pay those penalties. Okay, so the second thing is insurance. You need to know and be with someone who understands insurance. Insurance. I just recently, I've always had, when I had home daycare, I knew I had to have insurance, but I just recently went to a presentation and my friend did it and she's, she is with American Family and she was telling me about insurance and how it worked out. Comes to find out if you have an office in your house where you're where you work most of the time and you do not have business insurance, anything that is in your office is not covered. Buy your homeowner's insurance. So that means my entire downstairs is is my office. There's nothing down here covered. If a tornado came through or whatever, they would cover the upstairs, but they literally wouldn't pay me to redo the downstairs because I didn't have insurance for that. Interesting. So that was the first thing I did was I called my insurance guy and he was like, oh, I thought you were a contractor. And I was like, no, I've always worked for my house. He goes, we got to get you covered. And it was like $27 a month. It wasn't that much to have to pay for it. But I have now, I think I have $200,000. So if a client does come over and something happens to them, the thing is, is that if I had a client that would have came and fell down my stairs, my homeowner's insurance would not cover them but if you came over and fell down my stairs, my homeowners would because you're not my client. You've got to know the rules and laws in your state. So make sure your insurance, you have the right insurance. The second is employees. Um, When it comes to employees, you need to make sure that you have all of your I's dotted and your T's crossed. You need to have a contract. You need to have an employee handbook you need they need to know exactly what the expectations are So
0: do you mean for for what reason they need to and this is so you're 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 trying to cover the idea that okay yeah i know you're not a, a franchise or i know you don't work for a big corporation however some of these stuff you might think well only they need to do for their employees you still need to, need, need to do and why is it they need to do that stuff?
1: For legal purposes because you have no leg to stand on if <clears throat> We had one of our, so one of our rules in our books is that you have, that you as an employee, excuse me, get 50% off of your lunch. So you have to go through. It also says that you are not allowed to ring yourself out at the register and that you are not allowed to eat any of the food unless it has been authorized. So we used to have over at one of our restaurants, we would have someone, we had an employee. So when someone ordered the chicken nugget basket, they were supposed to get the 10 chicken nuggets, they'd pour in, 12 or 13, they put in extra fries and then they would eat the extra two or three that were left over and they would eat the extra fries and they were witness doing this and they were like, well, we just don't want it to get ruined. But our book says you can't do that, that that is considered theft. Well, when they got fired and they claimed unemployment, we were able to log it and say, in our book, we had, to sh- we had to show unemployment the book that they're not allowed to do this, and he was denied unemployment because of theft. Now, without that book, our word doesn't give you anything. Right. So, so it's, you, it
0: really is the same logic as any company. Yeah. It's just that sometimes you get, you're just starting into things. Your your point is you may not uh, I can get to that part later or you know maybe when I'm big enough I'm I know that you can't have a guide but but what uh, guidebook an employee manual but but why well there's a lot of reasons why right. same same as for any other any other company and it's set, it's set standard they're
1: yeah. online and your employees like templates yeah there's like or, there's like other people's on there yeah. pull them over and adjust them to yourself it took us like. Christopher and I, it took hours for us to go through all of ours because we we're very particular because we've been in business for so long and people were taking advantage of it. And we wanted to be able to say, read this book. And then when they did something wrong, we would say, page three, article this, this is what you did wrong. And they, then this is how you're going to get written up. This is how they need to know. And like you said, when you hire somebody, you don't have the time to think about the hundred things you expect them to already know because. They don't know. Yeah. I mean, common sense is not anywhere around.
0: And that, but that's a good point you make that there's it's an open source world in a way, and that probably makes sense at least. Case there is a skeletal employee uh, manual out there yeah. that has got pretty default language in all the various sections. Where if you tried to come up from the beginning, just yeah. like from ground up you'd be like what all sections do I need let's see dress code uh, you think about three more things Clocking go,
1: in time uh, vacation breaks and
0: then you find out if you just go look it's like oh well there's your reminder there's about seven to ten other sections that you may not have thought of exactly. very quickly at all exactly you got the default at least and that should give you some kind of basic I'll say protection but just I'll just say instead standards that you may right. not have even thought of before right Allah. la um yeah when extra you would be using extra if it's more than the usual order right. if you're doing that and something's happening to it that's actually a problem right you know, is that well
1: and and it it just keeps it keeps it keeps everyone informed of what's going on and you can send amendments and all that kind of stuff well, the other so. thing
0: too is that it it's for there's something called yeah now I'm forgetting um Anyway, it's it's the the, the doctrine that says uh, it's about property. Where if, if if someone is basically at your property, let's say you live in California, you have a house back here, and someone hangs out in your house for oh, six yeah, months. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Well, you can you can lose that house right. And by the same token, I'm just not thinking of the of the term right now. Um, and by the same token, sometimes. Practices can be in a. Excuse me. There can be guidelines, but if you're if, if the person, the authority in the relationship, constantly allows them to be broken, then someone can point to the fact. Well, geesh well, regular practice has been to allow that. Right. So what having that manual can do for you is help set your own expectations. Right. So when you do get that default then you should also you know you should know what they are too so you yeah. know what to enforce and you thought about that and once you thought about it once you've got it written down it doesn't have to take a lot of extra energy after that
1: no yeah and you and know. they're continually changing when you've got someone that comes in and they figure a loophole cuz they're like oh well it didn't say exactly this oh it does now <laughs> so you yeah. have to change it i mean and, you're constantly and, you're constantly when you first start a business you're constantly going to learn what you honestly think no employee would ever do? They're going to do it. It's like literally, you cannot have sex on the property. Those are like you think that's never going to happen. Oh please, please,
0: please. Was <laughs> on the property mean you know, on the floor? Yeah, like, we're like like the part, Yeah,
1: we were. Yeah, we were upstairs. Is that part of the property? <laughs> you, you 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 have absolutely no. We were, we were no...
0: touching the floor.
1: Right, right, and <laughs> so. so
0: that's a little much. But to your point, then, another important thing I think people get, because this is a whole idea of don't get intimidated intimidated by this. Go do it. Have it done. It's a good beginning. Things are clear. But one thing that I feel like people do once documentation is evolved they get intimidated by that if that's not their specialty. Right. And always remember iterative improvement is what I call. Like, Mm -hmm. if you have your default document, you think, hey, it's great. It's it's all done. You know what? You can change that any old time you want. Whether that's with five words. You don't have to think that, Okay, now we got to redo the... No, nope. just add to They're it. They're called
1: addendums because just you just rewrite it. it and then you we'll give put it a to new all your it. employees and they all sign it and you're like, and it's done and it's now word. That's in the, That leads up to, and I am such a big... And nobody will do this. I cannot get people to do this, is to have meetings with your employees. I believe when we're doing... And the businesses that I handle are small businesses. So we're looking at, you know, 15 employees or less if you don't treat them like they're professionals and give them as opposed to just come in do your job and leave and you don't build that reputation with them and you don't make them feel like they have a say or you're not telling them what they're doing wrong and all you're doing is getting in a bad mood because they're not doing what you think they should be doing but you're not communicating you're setting yourself up for failure so you need to be able to sit down and come up with a meeting time where everybody comes together, whether it's just for 30 minutes and it could be when the place is closed, pay them. And I tr- I tell you that investment on that hour that you pay them to sit If it's cr- if it's a good hour and it's a good meeting will come back threefold. It'll keep your employees. They're going to want to do more because you are respecting them. That is one thing that small business owners do not do.
0: That's a giant mistake because what happens is a lot of small business owners will be experts in their field, but they may not be communicators per Mm -hmm. se, but you can't expect them to read minds. No. So you talked about the, the employee manual, which is more like kind of personnel type stuff. Right. But it's not like, Guys, this is not how we make this dish. I see some of you guys, I appreciate it. You you wouldn't have known. But and then, you know, later, a month later, you go, I remember that one deal we talked about. Good job mostly, but I've seen some of you accident you know, do it this way. Let's tight let's tighten that up. So if people don't have like a communication background, you need to get it even right. just a little. Like you know this stuff, so don't be intimidated by the idea, I haven't been to Toastmasters or you know I'm not, you're not a public speaker. No. you're just the leader. You're you just, know what right. needs to be done and you want everybody else to know what needs to be done. And, and you can and if if you can sit down with a person that you're most passionate who, who you most want to talk to about the passion that is your business, whether it's your partner, whether it's your buddy, Um, whether it's somebody else, then you can do that with everybody else. Right. It's a small group. You are in charge of them. Guess what? They have to listen. And you're just stressed
1: out. Like calling me or calling somebody else and complaining about what someone at your business is doing doesn't fix the problem if they don't understand. And then you have an attitude like a lot of people just kind of like... I'm just not going to talk to him. Oh, okay. Well, that's mature. I mean, that's really good. That's going to happen.
0: This reminds me of a a holiday thing that cracks me up. But it's the same. It's you're going to see the overlap. I swear there's an overlap here. So you hear all these commercials this time of year. (laughs) It drives me crazy. As a former uh, commercial writer, so and so hobbies would like to thank, would like to wish. So somebody, it's like, hey. This is your chance. Right. You don't have to. I just, just the wording. I follow me. Would like to. Here's your commercial. You're, you're voicing it right now. Right. Why don't you just wish him right now instead right. of still wanting to wish? Right. I'm, I'm thinking about <laughs> it. This is your chance. It's your opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Joe jo and me hobbies wishes you. <laughs> yeah, would wishes, like to. Would like to. So, but, but we're not going to. by the same token then this idea that boy I sure I sure wish they would I wish they would understand how to do this right. Yeah. You got control over that, buddy? Right. You're and, the business owner. And, and your employees are you only you get to as tell them the where to be when. Yep. As far as a, and and you can tell them that. And I tell all the I tell all the
1: people that uh, that I work with cuz they're normally the owners. Your employees are only as good as you manage them they can't be any better than that. And you think that you want that, but in the then the jobs that I handle cuz mine are all small business. When you're paying people, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12 dollars an hour, though that's the mentality that you're going to get. You're going to get that one bright sh- shining star in there every once in a while but reality is is that there's probably some financial problems remember in our in our resolution we said we wanted to make more money those people want to make more money but maybe they're not able to because of some kind of a disability or something but still you're not paying them so you need to treat them at least give them respect and treat them as if they are you know like important and meetings are important they are sit down it's employee evaluation yeah. Are important. I have a and, ten. And not only
0: that, but to your point of employee evaluations, if you're if you're meeting them once in a while, it's not this big surprise. Like they thought they were doing okay, right? And all of a sudden they find out later that you're you. They get the vibe when they finally do see it that practical hate is steaming off of you, and they didn't right. know that and for the last 3 months and all of a sudden they find that out.
1: Well, and, and I have I have a, um, a an employee evaluation that I do and it's ha- it has 10 questions on it. It goes to the manager and it goes to the employee and the employee has to get has to rank themselves with those 10 questions, 1 to 5. And if they have any if they if they do anything but a 3, they have to explain why. So if they do a 5, they have to tell me why they think that their attendance is perfect. Or if they put a 1, they need to say why they think they suck at attendance. And then the manager does the same thing and then you come together and you take question 1, question 1 and you say they have a 5 and the manager has a 2. And if it's not one within with if it's not one apart from each other, It's a zero, meaning you don't get points for that. And at the end of the survey, after we've done all the things and everybody's talked about it, you can see where the manager thinks they are versus now this employee literally thinks they're awesome. And then they get a score and you have a pot of money. So you might have a thousand dollars and you take all the scores and their score, they get a percentage of that thousand dollars. Then they realize, shit. I can't put five because I really haven't been doing good. They get more honest because they they want that point. And if they get the points, if they can guess what the supervisor is going to say about them within a point.
0: Within a point, yeah.
1: Then they get the point. But if, they're, if they say they're a two and they say they're a five... How
0: do you police whether the supervisor? It
1: doesn't matter. It, does, it doesn't matter. It's the supervisor. These are small businesses with wow. 10 employees. This isn't like a corporation. This is just a very small thing. And, but they have to write. If it's not a three, they have to write why right. they're so low or so high. And so, you know, most people, if they were smart, they would just go three... Like, just go three, because their chance of getting the point is easier. But people have egos, and they're not good. They don't want to be average, so they want to be above average. So, evaluations, very simple. Not You don't have to sit down and take tons and tons of time. You hand it out. You say, bring this back to your meeting tomorrow at 1.30, and you and you add up the scores, and you look at it, you discuss the answers, and you're out within so, 15 so, minutes. So
0: much of what's interesting, what you're saying is that people end up paying a lot of extra money, and maybe that's when they're a little bit bigger, for all these HR uh, uh, outsourcing, when there are probably ways to simply get things done quickly and have a simple way of doing it, but still do it. Yeah. Like, if you get to it, and another thing that made me think of is that we kind of morphed into pitfalls of you know don't miss this when you're starting your business because it's going to hurt your business as opposed to just structure but right. even training like having right. actual training right I, it may not have to be much but to me there was little more frustrating when i got in the navy so in a way i was still entry level but getting on a job and they'd be like well have fun i mean paraphrase is have right. fun it's like, dude, I don't know if you want me to sand I, I, this I, I, until it's smoother than a baby's right. butt or, you know, or, know. Or, or, or rougher than an elephant skin. I, I know you told me to sand the thing. Right. That I, I could take 10 minutes on this board or I could take 30 seconds and you didn't tell me which. Right. And then two days later, someone goes, yeah, that's not up to standards. What? Yeah. How I'm was I supposed,
1: supposed to, to know? know? Right. So training is, is very important. But here's and – and like I said, and, I'm not going to give you – making it
0: uniform. You know what I mean? Right. Uniform standards because, again, it's in your brain, but does your manager know – do you match up in important places, you know? And if it's not uniform, then maybe the manager's telling one person some, something when they're training, and the other manager's telling the new hire something else when they're training, and you don't know the difference between the two because right. you never set out a standard – Um, with training
1: so we have a standard on how to cut tomatoes at one of our restaurants and it is amazing to me after my mother trained someone it's not that hard it shouldn't take three days to learn how to cut a tomato you cut it down you slice it slice it slice it you turn it slice it slice it slice it it's for a salad they're small little chunks You train them and about three or four days later, they take the tomato, cut it into five pieces and you've got these huge chunks of tomato on the salad bar. So of course you go out there and you're just like, it it makes, makes my mother mad. So then she's going to go, she goes back and she's like, who cut the, who got the tomatoes? And of course, they're just like, I did. She says, well, I told you this. Like, yeah, but it's faster if we do it this way. Okay, I, I don't understand. Like I showed you how to do it. And the mentality of some people just think, oh, but I'm just going to do it my own way. And so you have to with the meetings and the evaluations and stuff, they'll stop doing that if they're not getting this extra bonus and incentives. And the employers don't understand me. I'm just like, you know what? You're wasting a lot of time because they're still going to cut them wrong. Because there's no all you all all you're gonna do is to tell them stop cutting the tomatoes okay well now I don't have to do that job so what are you teaching them well if I don't do it right you're just gonna have me not do it so meetings book rules training and one very very important thing when it comes to employees and it comes to payroll is you cannot take their paycheck away from them without any sort of Pre, pre-talk, pre meaning you can't tell someone we're not going to pay you because you messed up and you broke this dish over here and it was a $45 dish and we're taking it out of your paycheck. You cannot do that. <laughs> that is not legal. You can't hold back their paycheck. If someone, if like small businesses... Which it businesses, sounds to me
0: like some people, well, why would you ever think you could? But you got to remember know, people... Are are trying to get in on making their first profit, so maybe they are thinking Right, that.
1: I it's mean, like- they got their money. Out, but you, what you have to do is, so we have someone that says, "I can't make my rent, and so I need a hundred dollars." And so we give them a hundred dollars and you have to literally sign a contract that says, you can take a hundred dollars out for this. We have to write everything out. They have to sign it and they have to submit it. And then I can pull it out. I can take the advance show that we gave the money and that we paid the money back we can do that but they have to sign it. So
0: when you, your, your example of, let's say you did, you said with, you can't take a, you'd have to have a discussion. Right. So another are you just talking about the, the general, I don't want to say discipline, because that's not quite right, but where you have to document steps. Right. Could you ever say, okay, y- you broke a $45 dish. I just want to, I want to write you, you up on that. Write
1: a, you can write it. And that it, if it's in the employee handbook, that says, if you break things or you destroy things, whatever, you are financially responsible. You go to them and you just say, you have to pay me that $45. And then they say, well, just take it out of my paycheck. You hand them a piece of paper, you write it down and you write the story down and then you have them sign it. It's just for the fact that they go to someone and go, they took this money out of my check. And you told me to, you can do that. That's, 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 that's legal with, they know what you're taking out. You're taking out um, uniforms. You're taking out that. So if you have a uniform that they're gonna wear, they have to sign a piece of paper that says, "Yes, you may pay take the uniform cost out of my paycheck." If that's if that's legal in the state, a lot of states it's not legal. You have to know your legalities in that. But you, if whatever's legal, they have to sign. They have to sign for anything coming out of that paycheck.
0: So that break dish uh, now uh, uh, example was really. You can do it immediately but if it's in your guidebook if there's already a standard. Right. And otherwise you can't just go by the way.
1: Right. You know, you can't you can't Is that well why you can't no you can. You, okay. I'm just saying I'm just saying the guidebook helps you say tell them. But no, you could say you owe me $45 for this plate. So you're not coming back to work until you pay me. They can say take it out of my paycheck. All right, we'll take it out, sign it. Or they can cash their paycheck and they can hand it to you. You have it's, but it's better to have it in your book that says like you have to. If you break it, I mean, if you if you have an employee. I thought you're saying
0: it's illegal. No, no, it's illegal just to to take
1: it out because it's in your handbook. They still have to sign a piece of paper. Oh, I was just saying. Take it
0: out. Like you just oh you're getting nine fifty no you're getting nine oh five we just right. took the forty five out you we took the forty to you can't do that you've
1: got to have a, even though it's in the handbook let's say that you work in a in a priceless glass uh built thing and you go over and they see you on there and you just pushed it over and you broke it and they could say you know you're liable to pay for it you you still have to you still have to notify them and they need to sign it for yourself that's don't mess with people's paychecks that's just period that's right. you don't want to do that. Okay, so a couple more things before we go to commercial. An FEIN number, really quick. A lot of people will tell you not to get one. Nowadays, you do not want people having your social security number. So if you is are that this federal
0: identification yeah, number.
1: Federal identification number, if you are mowing lawns and you get a corporate account, that corporate account's going to ask you for a W9. On that W9, they're going to give you a 1099 at the end of the year that shows how much money they paid you. On the W9, they're going to require you to put your FEIN number, which is your federal identification number employer identification number, or they're gonna to have to put your social security number. I will never put my social security number on any form, so I have an FEIN number. And then when I file my taxes on my Schedule C, I use my FEIN number on that, that shows the government that I actually do have my business. That's why I got my FEIN number. Normally, I mean, you have to have one if you have employees, but you don't have to have one for other things. I do not want my social security number just in anybody's hands because nowadays that is not a good thing. Back in the old days, remember we used to have monitor checks? You had your social security number. You had your driver's license number. Nobody cared because oh there really God. wasn't that much out in the vein. <laughs> but I'm back like, in oh, the what? day, there really How wasn't. How would you think
0: that's a good idea? What do you? We used to put it maybe not in Kansas because I don't remember I had a driver's license here yet. Yeah, it used to be on the driver's license. When
1: I went to Ku, that was it's my like, that was my student identification don't number. Don't
0: worry, this all this will never be used for anything. It's just purely for social security, and then it became a universal number. universal number. Like, number what are you talking but about? then
1: people started connecting yeah. it to much. So anyway, FEIN number, and then so you're
0: th- you're saying
1: I'm saying get an FEIN number, go to IRS. A lot of times Gov. you think,
0: okay, well that's a employer identification number, so you think and small or your sole. Or whatever, you, that doesn't really apply, but it actually has advantages. And it has because you, you don't
1: it. have to use your social security number, right. and so you go to IRS.gov. Do not search FEIN because the first couple that are come up are going to be fake sites that are going to want to charge you and take your information. Type in IRS.gov, search FEIN, then you'll see the application, and you can get it right there. Answer some questions. It's like from six in the morning till eight at night, or eight to eight. I don't know. Um, and then fill out the application and then you get your number right then, it's immediate. And then you can put it on your bank account. When you go get a bank account, you give that to the bank and they put it under your FEIN number. And then the second, the last thing that I wanna say really fast is- Before commercial? Before the commercial is on a 1099 employee. Everybody wants to make everybody 1099s, and they can no longer do that. They totally changed all the rules before. Broadly,
0: so, 1099 is was that the contractor thing? Contractors.
1: Generally? It was. It's a contractor, and so people used to hire contractors, and now they're saying that they, because they don't want to have to pay the taxes, and a 1099 is going to make that employee pay. Hundred percent of the taxes and the employer doesn't
0: pay so any. So basically, of it. It took away a lot of their kind of administrative type. Uh, the employers would be employers would be direct employers. It takes away, it gives them the freedom of not having to do as much administrative. Right.
1: Stuff. Well, so here's here is the thing. Like lawyers and like me, I'm an accountant. Um, we are 1099. We can be W2s, but we also qualify for 1099. Here's one of the things, 1099s, you cannot tell them how to do their job. It is not them. So when they come in, you can, like as a contractor, You can show them, you can show them what needs to be done, but it gets to be done how they want to do it. You really can't, you can't tell them, oh no, I want you to do this and this and this and this and this, and you have to do it this way. At 1099, it's their own business. A lot of times they have their own other, they have other clients. So I know a lot of contract labor used to go through, and I don't know if that's legal anymore. Like, I don't know if you can be a contractor. I know you can be contracted, but I believe you have to be on a W-2 now. Like, if you are necessity to run the company, then you have to have it. You get a W-2. Now, what people don't realize is that a contract labor um, for the 1099 versus a contracted employee is a contracted employee says, you've got one year. You're on a contract. You're still an employee here, but you are on a contract. And that on January fifteenth, your contract is up, and then they might renew your contract, meaning you only have a job for a year. I'm Are you con-
0: just saying don't get the terminology mixed around as you're thinking? Because I'm contracted
1: employees. labor. I'm labor, so I they they can't they don't tell me what to do. They give me a ten ninety nine at the end of the year. That's that's different. So. A lot of people want to just do a 10.99. I'm like, you can't do that. I've got a lot of lawn people that are like, I'm just gonna pay him a 10.99. I'm like, you can't because literally your job is to mow the lawn, and without him mowing the lawn, you have to, you have, you would have no business. Without me, you would still have a business because you don't need an accountant to mow lawns. You don't need a lawyer to mow lawns, but you do so need you a lawn mowing person. Or I
0: shouldn't say you think, but. You're saying that that has uh, been tightened up.
1: It's been tightened up a lot.
0: So, and and the big thing is, your very basic employ, your most fundamental employee employees can no longer be contracted. They can't be at a 10.99. Quote 10.99. They need to
1: get a W two. And there's then it goes into um, um, unemployment. The same thing so if you're if you've got a contracted employee in in people that do fall under a contractor which let's say that you um, let's say that you um, refurb houses and you have a guy whose company he builds sh- um, cabinets so you're paying him and he's a sole proprietor, but you're paying him $5,000 and he's building you cabinets. He's not part of your company. He's 1099. And so this unemployment comes in. They're going to look at him. And they're going to want to know where he is, who he is, and if he actually falls under unemployment. Because once again, they want their tax money. So anyway... 10.99. You need to look it up. You need to talk to somebody. Be very particular because everybody that comes to me says, "I'm just going to pay them a 10.99." I'm like, "You can't do that anymore." And or the you IRS can't do
0: it anywhere as easy as they might be thinking. Right. From. And
1: the IRS will come back after you because you've got to submit the 10.99s in there. And a lot of people think they can pay. So they'll be under like, the okay, table. you've
0: got a business. Where are your employees? Right. And so if they see somebody where they literally don't have any W-2 employees, and they're that's sending a red flag in a bunch of
1: 10.99s, well, there's like. to submit the the 1099s they're gonna see them they're gonna see and they're gonna be like okay so what is all this about that doesn't mean they're gonna come back and want to find out what these 1099 people are doing so anyway we're gonna take a uh, commercial and we will be right back Welcome to 2020. As we begin a new year, I hope that you are ready for the ride of your life. Tyson and I have so much more to discuss, and there are hours and hours more of Chemology 411 on its way. Last year was just a sampling of what we wanted to offer our fans. We're excited to continue to help direct you in new and adventurous directions. Think outside the box. Plus, we are having way too much fun to stop. Each adventure will take you places that might be unfamiliar, but it will always be entertaining. By joining Chemology 411 private group on Facebook, you can contribute to our shows. If you know of any friends who you feel would enjoy our show, please make sure to invite them to our group and podcast. In 2020, we will begin working on our YouTube channel and we have so much more planned. Now let's get back to our current adventure. All right, everyone, welcome back. We are gonna continue our conversation on starting a business. We are almost to the end. Like I said, if you want more detailed information, you need to contact me and Me and those I work with can help you get your business started.
0: I'd say what this also really is is it's like starting a small business, and not it's not just a it's kind of structural and practice pitfalls thereof, right? Yeah, yeah. Organization, structure, practice just cautions and and pitfalls to avoid
1: well and it's very easy because you're like oh my gosh i make the best cheesecake i'm going to open up a restaurant and i'm going to do this and i'm going to do that and really you need to go talk to a business coach you need to talk to someone that business develop, whether it's um at the university whether there's something in your you know community so we're going to talk about as i've told
0: you many times it's irritating to me because really if you can get a loan, that doesn't really mean the banks think you're going to be around in 10 no, years. No,
1: yeah, they, they don't. Just,
0: it just means that they think you're going to definitely stick, give it at the college try for the first couple of years for sure, yeah, and then probably not give up on it for at least five years. Right. And we just had a local one that was pretty big. I don't know if you saw that uh, restaurant, um, mm, the yeah. uh, pizza pub. right pretty gangbusters at first that new little area came open eight years they're closed right now yeah looking
1: for look they're looking well the general manager actually left so then one of the investor people had to take over it's just not as niche and so they're like someone needs to take this over it's a it's a perfectly good restaurant uh but you know you it's smart when you know you're done. You need to be done because it's just going to get worse.
0: What percentage of the loan do you think they paid? I know that's an aside.
1: Um, but... prob- I don't know if there was a loan.
0: Okay, um, just because of investors,
1: right? Um, so,
0: but my 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 point there though is that don't think. That just because a bank will give you a loan, Correct. means they really think these guys have their stuff together. They're going to be around for, for right. six years. Yeah, don't. They just don't know go they're going to get a nice little chunk of money, and then whatever they don't get, they'll be figuring that out too.
1: Exactly, yeah. exactly. So to to wrap this up, we're going to go over uh, things that a business owner needs to know to be successful. This is not the complete list because I can't give out all the magic. But these are things just to start thinking about. (laughs) Well, I mean, I want to be able to help people. And giving you a list, I want people to understand and start thinking about, crap, this is a lot harder than I thought it was. Because when I meet people... They're, they, I, I have some that are just come in and they got everything done. They've, they've done their research and I have other people that are living in la-la land. I will give you an example. I had a gentleman who called and said, um, I would like to open a restaurant in downtown Topeka and this was about nine years ago. Downtown Topeka, nine years ago, basically was vacant after five o'clock. We have all of our, we've got the state employees, the capital, we've got our energy company, our gas company, we have all these, the police department, we have all these people that are there between eight and five. So if you want to serve a lunch, you you could do pretty good because everybody's going to eat lunch. But to be open in the evening, there really was no reason to because there was really nothing there. Today it's booming because we've had this great revitalization project. But when this gentleman wanted to open up the business right across the street from our restaurants, the first question I asked him is, "How much money do you have in savings?" And he was like, what do you mean? And I said, um, how much money do you have in savings? And he was like, I don't know. We have probably, you know, like five or $6,000. I said, all right. And which one of you and your wife, which one of you are going to have a full-time job working? And they're like, oh no, we're going to both work at the restaurant. Okay. How much money do you need a year to pay the current bills that you have? He said, oh, we can make it off 75000 Where are you going to get that? Well, from the restaurant. No. No, you're not. Unless you're going to be the dishwasher, the cook, the, 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 um, the register person, um, and you're going to do it all, the both of you, and nobody else is going to be there. You're not going to, you're not going to make 75000 in downtown in a year. Like cash money, right. bring home a check. Well, that's what we need. Okay, so you're gonna need to go get a loan because you at least need to have $150,000 set aside so that you can pay your home bills so that you can work, hire your people, and grow your business. Well, that's not gonna happen.
0: Did you mean that 75K was their home stuff?
1: 75 was their person. That's what they needed to bring. That's what they needed because they had one or two kids and husband and wife. Gotcha. That's really a low amount, but he that's didn't so understand that I don't care if you brought the kids in, you're not gonna make $75,000 a year at a restaurant that's really gonna only serve lunch.
0: All
1: right. Oh No, we're gonna be open at night. Okay, it's, there's nobody down just here times, at night. It's
0: not just times the hours, it's So different.
1: when are you gonna be home? Because you wanna be, I mean, like, just on the weekends? No, we're gonna be open on Saturdays. Okay, yeah, nobody's down here on Saturdays 10 years ago. So put together a budget first of all and 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 then you will plainly see um and go talk to other businesses in the area to find out what they're making but that was a story of someone who just had no idea that there's just you're not gonna you're not gonna pay your bills when somebody isn't isn't working 75 a a
0: year and they had five or six thousand is all
1: yeah yeah
0: so with with a family
1: with a family. So you're going to quit your job. That's bringing home the money. Cause the mom stayed home. She already stayed home. You're quitting your job to open up a restaurant and you're giving up $75,000 a year to open up a restaurant, but you're not going to make 75,000 here. Like that's not smart. So why not stay at the job for 75,000? Have your wife work at the restaurant and hire some people, and then you work in the evenings, and you when you're not at your other job, and you just have to double down a little bit and kind of grow into it. Don't just quit your job. I've ever heard say, "Don't quit your day job." Well, don't quit your day job. So anyway, things that you need to
0: well, know. A, a quick aside around that. What is the usual? I, I think zoning is communistic, but you know me, I'm I'm a libertarian. Because one of the reasons I don't like it, and I guess I understand if you're going to zone that maybe there should be some splitting. But to me, okay, fine, there's residential and people want their residential to be residential. But what's the situation of the usual zoning if you know this? It's so much easier if you can live there too as far as a business. And I know sometimes that doesn't work because you can't, for certain businesses, I don't know this distinction exactly, you can't do it at your house in the residential. But if you if it is a type of business where you need to be over in the business area, uh-huh. business zoning, what's the situation on being able to live on the second floor? You
1: can. Like you just said the pizza pub upstairs, you can live. That's where the owner always lived. Okay. So there's so there's different there's just different things. Whether... So, like that second level, so like in some areas it'll say that the ground level can only be this particular and it can only be a business. but the up above part then that's all like downtown rented That's, it or all, you could that's rent all, there. all residential upstairs and almost all of those downtown. but you can't live down you can't live on the bottom. So That's floor. what
0: we lose a little bit. I know this is an aside, but with with businesses uh, companies getting more and more centralized and corporatized and less mom and pop is that people who do then try to start their own businesses, or it's, it's I'm not quite saying that right, but back it, it was less about profits and more about, am I, listen, I'm living here, so anything. So much of my costs are down. Right. Because let's say they own it already, or whatever. Like my brother L- like owns the time inn, building. Like an old-time inn. Right. That's how, I'm talking way back, right? Like, Well, nobody cares about it definitely being, the, the money wouldn't be right then, but definitely be fifty-five dollars a night because that's what corporate needs, and that's right. the rate. The person lives there. They've got low. They've got low, low overhead. So I've always wondered about that. It seems like it would be simpler to start yeah. to start a business if you're living there also. And it's not right. just all new costs besides your house in another part of So town.
1: like our business that we have, our building is zoned downstairs is residential. And then the the ground level, our business, and then we are uh, business upstairs as well. So if we wanted to make the upstairs where someone wanted to live up there, we would have to rezone it legally. I mean, if somebody lived up there, nobody would really know. But it's not really meant to live up there. I mean, there's no shower. There's no nothing up there to live. It's literally it's literally office space. Right. So it's it's been zoned that way. But a lot of the other businesses, everybody lives upstairs. Um, so is it of their business, usually they can do that. Yeah, at that. definitely, All definitely.
0: i right. sorry for the aside, yeah, but I was just thinking that. of affordability.
1: Yeah. So anyway, the first thing is to have a business plan. The second thing is be realistic just be realistic people are like oh no i'm gonna do no be realistic know the trends in the area what's going on know the traffic corporate people don't come into a community without doing traffic studies population studies that's why you don't get certain restaurants and businesses in your area because they're like yeah we would fail in a heartbeat take
0: take that as some advice like my My examples, there's two examples. Actually, they've both done okay lately. But sometimes you see a location go, that location's probably great. And then you realize, no, no, that's visually you can see it, but it's really on an island. Right. It's like, yeah, you can see Alcatraz from San Francisco, but that doesn't mean you can get there easy. Right. And there are some, I would say this is not a great example because people listening won't know. But um, so I'll, I'll describe it too. We've got a very popular intersection And there's a a building that is within 150 feet of the intersection, literally, but the entrance to it is not right there. You have to go down, you have to go down basically a, a city block and then back in and then back around to get to this I'm talking this Talbots. Uh-huh. And there's not there's not two ways to get to oh, it without yeah. going yeah. way out of the way. You have to go
1: all the way up and around. And, and there's and...
0: another one that's you would think it would be a good one but take as far as be realistic. See how many if this one of these were three businesses have been there in the last 5 years and have all been local businesses, take that as a hint that maybe it's actually not a great location. Right. My example would be what is now. So this for for the listeners it's near some nice big buildings, but it's almost kind of practically hidden by those buildings. And then it's near some other big. It's it's I don't know what it is—the location or the building. It's this Topeka Pizza or whatever it's called. Oh
1: yeah yeah yeah. So that's actually done scoops, well. But it, it used to be Scoops, and then it was. It's been a until Greek Topeka place. Pizza. It was like yeah. five
0: different things in seven years.
1: And that's because they deliver. And Cater, the other places were they they put that restaurant in there because it was right next to our main movie theater. They built that building as the new movie theater up on the hill got built, and they moved the other theater out of the mall and made that one the Dollar Theater, so they lost that crowd that they expected to come in. That was the ice cream shop.
0: Mm -hmm. It's been, uh, like, in 10 years, it's it's probably been six different businesses. yeah. And the the most recent ones doing a little bit better, yep. but you've got to pay attention to that. Whether be realistic, like a, right. don't just think, well, yeah, but mine's better. No, there's something to be said okay. for it's one thing if there's one or two in ten years, and they maybe if you know the backstory, you know the people, but don't convince yourself too much that it's because well, you're probably a a either a product genius cuz you know how to make right. the food or you're a business genius compared to that person. Right. Oh, I've heard about I've heard about Bill Johnson. Well, no wonder he couldn't get it going. Yeah, but what about the other 3 people?
1: Right. And you and know? like so you're thinking like that when you used to pick a pizza when they have, have they took time to evaluate it and they were like we need a place to make the pizza and we'll bring it to you. So nobody cares where they're at. They have to market yeah. their product. They have to market their name. And then people just call up and it's pizza. So they they can deliver it. They do caterings. They do a lot of community service things. They've donated stuff. They did the right thing. Because probably the owners probably have a little bit more money than the previous owners to actually market what they do. Yeah,
0: exactly. Because the be realistic part of it is also realizing a location by itself is not enough. No. You'd have to have the best location ever. And then even then, it's really not enough. Right, exactly. You'd have to be a franchise, even the best location. Because... That location is right behind a Coles and a Barnes and Noble right near it right. along a pretty busy street now
1: yeah and it goes to Menards and
0: Menards Lowe's. and Lowes yep. and it's a fairly busy street. so if you're not being realistic you it's also near the mall. Uh, so you think well that's a lot of traffic. we've got a great product we can do this. Well yeah think of all those trends including right. historical trends exactly. You
1: know? So be realistic. And then remember I said have a savings account or a spouse that works. Those That works better. Like don't just jump into something and give up all of your jobs unless you have a savings account or you have some money coming in someplace sugar else. daddy.
0: Exactly. A sugar daddy. I'm
1: looking for a sure daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Not a sweet and low daddy. I've had them.
0: <laughs> what that, what, sweet and just, low just a, a bad substitute for sugar daddy. Exactly. Poisonous. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a cancerous bad substitute for <laughs> sugar.
1: <laughs> well it's just not very rich. All right. Um, have your own okay, so read all your leases and your contracts. Ask questions and understand. Do not think, well, everybody else signs these contracts, so it's okay. You know, you need to understand. So, like, we have an ice maker. We need to understand the ice maker. And, you know, something goes wrong, and they're like, well, we didn't get it fixed. I'm like, did you understand the contract? It's included. Like, they'll literally come. They'll clean it. They'll do it. Know what you have involved in your contract, what you're paying for, but then also have your own contracts. If you have a business and you're dealing with people, you need to have a contract with them and understanding it could be a page, it could be 20 pages, but when you're dealing with different clients and when there's different details that have to be included, you need to make sure that you have that contract for them to sign, whether it's like for marketing or, um, if you're going to, I'm going to mow your lawn. You need to have them sign the contract that makes them liable, legally liable for paying you for whatever they're doing, all right? And you you need to make sure you have contracts. Um, And then two things most businesses don't put at the top of their list are accounting and marketing. If you don't have someone like me, more than likely you're going to end up calling me and it's gonna cost you a lot more money in the long run, to just have me come in at the very beginning, start out and grow with you and help you because the most important part of your business is your money. And then marketing. Most people don't think they need to be marketing. Oh, I'm just going to get a Facebook page, and I'm just going to put that out there, and everybody's going to come in there, and I'm going to have a good product, and word of mouth is just going to bring them in because that's what everybody tells me, and that's not going to happen. Everybody
0: relies on word of mouth. So I don't know how people, honestly, I don't know how people ever have any faith that they're going to have, be, be able to somehow get enough market share versus all of the other voices. I don't know how they do it. Right. I honestly I, don't. Yeah. It's like, yeah, everybody's trying to be a real estate agent. Right. Where do you get yours? I, I, I don't I, understand it. Yeah. It's, yeah it's, 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 it's it's just crazy to me.
1: So it's very important. So, a
0: lot of money and a lot of marketing, I don't know how people do it.
1: Right. Accounting and marketing. And marketing is always needed. And I say that because you still see McDonald's commercials everywhere and everyone knows mcdonald's i mean they spend millions of dollars on advertising a year
0: one of our earlier episodes was around this
1: right we did a whole marketing one okay we did the whole marketing episode That's a good
0: reminder then
1: so then find out what resources your community has there's different grants um we've got a, a thing in, in topeka where through, it's called Go Topeka, they have money that I could actually go and they'll give me, I don't have to pay it back, so I can go to some classes, I can buy equipment, I can repair my building, there's some matching grants, it's something I don't even have to pay back, there's some kinds of money in some communities. Because they're getting a grant,
0: I mean where is this money It's
1: basically, it's for small business development, it's just different grants that they have. It comes usually through like tax dollars that they get through their um, economic development. So like in your tax line, there's economic development and they get that kind of money. Um, so there's money out there. You need to find it. And then like they've got the minority, different loans that ha- might have no interest to really low interest. You need to go in and you need to find what what's available. We've got um, Washburn University has the small business. So they actually have classes for you to go. They'll help you get your business plan. They'll tell you everything I'm telling you now. You're going to go through some classes. You can do that or you can just call me. and yeah, then...
0: and for that matter, I think that some of those local universities will have potentially like classes will help you. Mm-hmm. they do. you know, like maybe they pick a certain business or or small group. say it's a especially like say an MBA type. I, i'm I'm kind of pulling this just out of my ears, but, uh, you know, an MBA type has to come up with some kind of a project. And it's right. a gr- it's a team of three, right? You know, and so they need to go pick that from the real world, and th- those types of things, or kind of like clinics. I- I'll say like a law clinic. I imagine, you know, like business classes and yeah. business schools have something similar to that
1: well we just they just have like a session that you go you sign up for and it's like so many tuesdays you go in and each time they kind of teach you about what you need to do and they help you
0: well that's the other thing i was wondering is because you know how you say hey i know how to make make a great burger and i've done really well at all the contests i've gone to you know uh, and pulling the the gear in the back of my uh, behind my pickup and then you know winning some barbecue contests or whatever and then um but that's different than all the regulations right. and the different stuff that has to in the HR stuff. How do you learn that quickly? Right and who so tells you?
1: That's and see that's the biggest flop of the business is like I said, it's like, man, I've got the best I've got the best widget in the world. That's great. You know how to make the widget. You that's beautiful, but do you know how to run a business? Do you have that kind of personality? Do you understand all the costs, the insurance, the employees, all the different costs that come with it? Because I know people that have like, they have a business that they do out of their home and they want to move it to a storefront. And I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, okay, so right now you're making $40,000 a year on your business. You're gonna take that business, which you're you're doing as much as you possibly can. (laughs) Are you gonna hire more people? Are you gonna what volume more can you possibly do to take out that forty percent overhead to make forty thousand? You're gonna have to either double, if not triple, what you're making to even pay to make the same amount of money.
0: Yeah, and that's where I I think people can. So there, like your example of seventy five thousand, only had six thousand, and and he's like, I just want to quit. I think the guy wanted to quit his job, right? Okay, but so what? What happens is that people can be in a a rut in life, and something that they've used is kind of kind of the side hustle that they enjoy. It's t- it's like now it's time to make a decision. They're not necessarily being realistic, um, and somebody tells them, hey, you can probably make a lot of money at this if you went full time. It's like, yeah, but there's that fine balance yeah. between the amount of labor and, and commitment and and money for that side hustle that's almost like a hobby right? versus having to make it all of a sudden you're going to have to wor- worry about 10 times as many things and then some. Right. You know, so I, yeah, I uh, kind of to it's that like, point.
1: It's, it's like, I don't try to talk people out of it. If I think they have a good idea, then... I want them to start the right way. I want them to start slow. I met with someone the other day, and he was like, I have this business, but I also have this business, and I have this other business, and I want to do this. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're going to do one. We're going to do one, because right now you're doing this one. Let's grow this one. Make it good. Calm down, because if you take on too much, you're just going to fall apart, and everything's going to fail. The other thing,
0: too, is what are the alternatives? Like Maybe someone just has to understand Then maybe a happy medium is some kind of a licensing or a partnership or where you're not running the business, but you find the right right business partner to do that. And
1: that's what I do. So I am the accountant and the business development, but then my friend Andrea has our marketing company, and I started her marketing company because I needed a marketing company to help my clients. I don't wanna be a marketing company, and she did. So I started her, I mentor her to do the marketing company. And then every other thing that I need, I don't do it, I find someone to partner with me. So when I tell people, come to me, I have everybody in this community when you're in 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 Topeka. I have someone that can help you with everything, but I'm not going to do it. All I'm going to do is coach you and I'm going to do your accounting. I'm not going to do your Facebook. I'm not going to do your marketing. I'm not going to do your insurance. I'm not going to go look for you a place to put your business. I'm not going to go out and do The purchasing stuff, I'm not, I don't do any of that, but I can find someone that can do that. I'm not going to do your yard work. I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to fix your refrigerators, but I can find someone because I know everyone because I take it upon myself to know what everybody's doing. So that's why you want someone like me on your team that I'm not going to do it all, but definitely I know someone that can do it for you. And it's going to take the relief off of you because all you have to do is contact me and I find the person for you as opposed to a person trying to get through the day and now that something breaks down and you've got to take two hours out of your day. Remember time management? Why are you going to take two hours when I can literally within 15 minutes have someone called and have them set your way. Yeah,
0: the other thing about that too is a handyman type of a situation. What we'll do if we're coming from a a, a background of kind of scarcity is go well. I could probably fix this myself. And sometimes you got to figure out total hours times what right. your, what your what your hours are supposedly worth versus yeah, you're going to pay, pay pay that guy or girl. Seventy five an hour, but they might get it done in two hours. Right. And so are you going to if you want to be say you think, well, you know, I I put my time at fifty dollars an hour, let's say. Right. Um. So are you going to get it done in what I say, two or three hours? hours. Yeah. Are you going to get it done in five or six hours or is it going to take you eight or ten or twelve? Right. And. You know, then all of a sudden your calculus is not in your favor anymore.
1: And how much revenue are you losing because you're pulled you're away from your doing main, your normal you're not job, your main
0: mission? Yeah. So
1: anyway, those are just a few things. To, when you're starting up your new business, um, go back, re-listen to it. Um, as I said before, you know, you can always contact us on Chemology four one one if you want any information on starting a business. Um, I work with people in Texas and Florida and all over the state of Kansas and not necessarily would I be able to help you but I can I would know places that maybe we needed to contact to help you of course I can help with accounting but I love to see people make their dreams come true I just want them to come true when it's possible and not diving into a nightmare and I've had some nightmares because people just took on too much so all right, guys, thank you so much for giving us your time. Sorry it's so long, but opening up a small business uh, does have a few steps to it. We appreciate our listeners, and we are excited to keep watching our show, actually just continue to grow. Make sure to make your comments in our Facebook group on Chemology411, and if this is the first time you're listening to this because everybody else has already joined our group, um, you can um, join our group, make some comments. Um, if you ever make comments, make sure you tell us which episodes you're talking about. Thank you, Tyson, for helping make chemology so
0: awesome. Thank you. Uh, what's what's next? What's next? Do we know yet?
1: Um, no, we don't know yet. That's all right. That's like we've got time. three. That's like three no. weeks. From we here.
0: We've got time. we We stacked these up uh, prior to the holidays. So you got some time to think about it.
1: Yeah, I do. I do. So, um, and if you have some topics that you would like to know some chemology about, um i know about everything and if i don't i can get i can bullshit my I, way through it. I was going to say,
0: I don't know about everything, but I'm good at asking questions and trying well, you're to... You're
1: good think. at research. You find stuff. You know how to do that.
0: Yeah, but I don't know it. No,
1: but well, You know where to find it. Right. Or you know a little bit, so if you've I got... To apply it.
0: common sense to the subject to ask the, the right <laughs> questions.
1: Right, exactly. Alright, well, we will talk to you soon, and please make sure you keep going on all your adventures. Bye-bye.
0: BANG